Now is your time to flinch. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? I am your moderator, and this is the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Today's podcast, we got a short crew, but going up, coming up first, we got Carol. What's happening, bro, in the corner? You in another hotel this week? I'm in another hotel this week, brother. I'm in uh, I'm in Orlando um, for the night. Um, tomorrow, I'll be in Sanford. Um, but yeah, I'm in another hotel this week, man. And it's funny because the background is almost similar to last week. Very much so. <laughs> Different angle or whatever. Yeah. yeah. BJ, what's going on, bro? Everything's good, man. Good to be here. Hey, listen, man. So this hat, I know we was talking about it beforehand, but um, you going to have to re- reproduce these or something, man. Mass production. I need one of those, bro. Yeah, we're going to work on that, man. We're going to work on that. That hat was like the hit of homecoming, but I guess we'll get into homecoming later. Yeah, we're gonna get into there we it. There we go. And El Freshidente, Sir Fresco. Yes, sir. In the building, no other. Uh, hold on, let me. I, I got some lyrics for y'all today. Um, the U is all about the U. It's all about the U. It's all about the U. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, all let's good. go, man. All let's talk good. about it, man. Uh, great. Weekend, past weekend, y'all were at, well. Some of y'all were at homecoming. All of y'all were there. No, just uh, BJ and I. How was it, man? Nostalgia. Got to see all the old friends. A lot of familiar faces. A lot of old friends. Just had a good time. Family um, came down, man. It was, just, it was good to see everybody again. But to be back on campus, we missed everything. And then the game on Saturday, man. It was like the old days. Yeah, that Good game stuff. was all time. Uh, do they still do the boat burning? Yes, sir. Yeah, they yeah, they did the boat burning. It, it was, it was crazy, man. Like the energy, you could feel the energy. You know about just surrounding the team and the success we've had, and mm-hmm. um, you know it was my first time being at homecoming, and probably I don't know. I think last time I might have been there was 2011, maybe 2010 even. You came down uh, when we first moved back, so that was 2011. Okay, so 2011. So, you know, it was just it was just crazy being there and I tell you what really like you don't you don't know the impact that you've had on let's say an institution for say mm-hmm. um until you're there and people are coming up to you like, "Oh my gosh, aren't you <laughs> such and such?" and it's like, "Yeah, that's me. Who are you?" Um and it's like, "Oh man, you know we've heard about you." And I'm just like, Man, that's crazy. Like, nah. you heard about me. Look at that. Some, yeah, some um, famous down there. Nah, man. It's crazy, man. And, like, you know, just just seeing the way the campus has changed and all the new stuff and, and what they have now. I'm just like, man, you kids are so spoiled. They've got, like, two Starbucks. Starbucks, um, man. They have sleeping pods. They do have sleeping, sleeping pods. Pods. In, in the UC. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to explain that to me. So a sleeping it's, pod is literally um, like a little container at the end of the day. But, I mean, literally they can sit in this thing. It has this big piece that comes over. So they are literally like encased in a soundproof pod that you could go ahead and take a nap in there. Yep. It's So you can take a nap in there or you could, you know, just sit there and study or, or be able to just kind of zone out. It's soundproof in that little thing. And those are a, various ones of them are located without in, uh, throughout the UC. Excuse me. Right. Wow. That's actually very, very interesting. So they didn't upgrade it from the little hammocks that you used to get during reading days. Now oh, you yeah. got it all year round. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy man. Well, that, that, between that, they got the hydration stations around campus, man. This is crazy. Oh yeah, you got right? um, hydration stations. Yeah, well, you fill your little water bottles and everything up. It it looked like a tap coming out the wall. That's what kept when I first went down there like last year. <laughs> That's how we went down there after um Jason Witter. Yep, yep. Do it um from campus and um food court, man. But yo the. Campus is beautiful. They're doing a lot of construction down there. What it's going to end up looking like when it gets done with the new um, dorms, it's going to be nice. It's going to be state of the art. Yeah, it's going to be nice. If nobody, if you haven't looked it up, go look up um, you have new UM housing. Just the design alone lets you look like, yeah. That's yeah. Now, I will tell you, though, the, the only thing that's missing is just the, the, the level of speed enthusiasm of spirit from the existing students it's like man like y'all just they don't understand uh, and don't um i i talk about this often well at least i used to the dynamic of the student and what we had to deal with when we were uh coming up in school as far as creating clicks and 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 people to hang out with and based on the fact that everybody didn't have a car like even just something as simple as you were a crew because there was one person in your crew had a car everybody else was just like hey we got to be able to ride the car that that got your little group of friends nowadays everybody's coming with their own car has their own access to everything so there's none of that um necessity to uh be as as unified it's like i come to campus i go do my classes and i leave and right. we were back there like, man, we were on campus all day. Classes were just like a bystander. The fact that we, yeah, it was a bystander. <laughs> the fact that we were there hanging out. And I'm also that, classes there, you know, family. It was optional. Yeah, and that dynamic has totally changed. That you can you can oh. feel the difference. But I hope that the um, what the 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 football team is bringing back by way of that school spirit and just like. Um, I'm sure you guys felt, especially going to the game, and I didn't get a chance to go to the game this week, but going to the to the game the week before, just the energy was that 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 old school feeling. It felt like the the old arena. It felt like going to to like the Orange Bowl. Like yeah, a- the Orange Bowl feel, where in in that there was people in the stands. There was, you know, a uh, energy. What I tell you, normally it's because a big issue with like sports, um, like sports center and everything, when they come to a UM game is that nobody's in the stands at the start of the game. People right. are still tailgating, people are still on their way coming in, people going to buy a beer, hanging students out. Students are not in the section. When I tell you before kickoff, 95% of the stadium was full. And right. rocking. By the, by the time at the, at the highest, hottest, highest point of the game, I say about 99% of the stadium was was full to capacity. People standing up, screaming at the top of their lungs. The I don't Virginia think that fans, ever has happened for us in that stadium. I was Never. Not in that stadium, five, for sure. Not that there, no. I was sitting next to five Virginia State, um, Virginia State, Virginia Tech fans. They drove down from Blacksburg that day just to come to the game. And even <laughs> they were like, Jeez. even they said, man, we we don't feel this. Like, we rock back in Blacksburg. What's it called? Blacksburg? What is it? Who cares? Blacksburg. Who cares? But they said, like, the feeling here, like, 
we we didn't experience it before. That energy and it's coming back. Yeah. There's there's you could feel it around the team that is um it's just awesome at the end of the day. Like to try to describe what we went through during school and the feelings that we had and, and, and the impact that the team had on us, just that make your chest stand up type of feel that you would get. Yeah. Being able to get that and bring that back is just it's awesome. And and to see the impact and to just really get that energy back is it's re-energizing, you know, it, it really puts you back on the map. And it just aligns with, again, who who we are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as we get closer to who we are as a team, that has allowed us to now play at a different level, at the level that we're used to. Because when they were trying to make us something different, that wasn't who we were. So we couldn't play in that clean, cookie-cutter, no swag, you know, no no – no, no bravado no, no bravado no talking no trash that's that's not who we are you know what i mean so that that turnover chain exactly like that's it has that right there it has opened up the gate that that i would tell you yes like and and fresh you say that junk every week man i love my coach i love my coaches man because yeah. that the the I don't know, like just the you the, can see the camaraderie, the energy, yeah, the the, the, energy the, that the impact of old play. players coming back and being back there on the Bring field. Just the uh, what you don't see on the TV though is like once they get that chain to the sidelines, they put their picture on the, the jumbotron. It's a standing ovation across the whole. Everybody gets hype about it. <laughs> Everybody, it's one of the loudest points, and it, it happened all four times. And I, yeah, I, man. And I'm seeing that that teamwork, you see, like the defense this week was disgusting, and and was that 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 same feeling of that that two thousand spirit, where it's just like, man, they were out there like savages. But I love the fact that you could tell it's like they're a team that it's it's they're all there for each other, like right. really having each other's back, but not disrespectful they're they're really being on their p's and q's about not getting penalties or doing anything you know over the top or vicious but they're going out there and they're putting in work it's awesome yeah man the key, I love the key it. thing about it this year is that if you look at our seniors or potential people that are leaving this year we're going to be stacked in them positions and one of the things the coach said from the beginning it's not a automatic this your position everybody's got to work for it but wait for you to sit out Every week is a fight for that position. Yep. Some dudes are hungry to play. They want to yep. get out there. Their defense wants to get out there and get that sort of chain. Offense wants to get out there and make the plays happen. They want to force um everything they can. They possibly can. They they want the option to play, the opportunity to play. And every week is a battle for it. Yeah, man. And in the yeah, whole yeah. season, it's it's been it's been such a maturation process with the team, man. Uh, you you look at them like how they play, and I I would say they were playing to the level of competition, and even to a certain degree, you still having that happen. But you didn't see this Miami team those first seven games. You know, you didn't see this playbook. You didn't see you saw this nah, tenacity on defense, but you didn't see the same look in your right. eyes for them quarterback from Rozier right. taking off and running and the way that he was just playing loose. The yeah, game, yeah. Game, but the game, yeah, the game flow, the way they play in the game now is just a, a completely different. It's on a completely different level. They were savages on uh, against Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, that was that was a hundred percent. The tell everybody was waiting to see what was going to happen last week. And everybody, especially us as Hurricane fans, were on pins and needles of, look, we've been showing up, but are we about to show out? Like, we need to make right. a statement. 
and to silence so many critics. So many people were against everybody in the state of Florida who wasn't a Kane fan was against us. And everybody, it seems like in the world who wasn't a Kane's fan was against us and telling us how, how lucky we were that we had the record we had and that it was simply because we weren't playing real opponents. And to go in there with somebody who they stated was going to, you know, pretty much beat us up and down and really show us, you know, that we are not uh, supposed to be in the top 10 for us to go do what we did, how we did it, and and make it our first game that wasn't uh, um, uh, a short victory, that it wasn't, you know, down to the last play. Like, we, we had no business that game. Even though it was shaky in the third quarter, it still wasn't shaky in the sense of them getting back. It was more the, the looking and knowing due to the uh, turnovers right. and, and the interceptions that it, it kind of made you a little weary, but – at the same time, the defense handled business. They didn't let them get back in the game. To hold that team to 10 points, man, I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited. So it looks like we've moved up to number seven. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got like all them teams that lost last week is the top, um, the non-win, the non-loss teams that did finally lose last week. You got Ohio State. You got Ohio State. Thank you so Ohio much. State Appreciate that. Ran. Oh, my yo, goodness. Yo, that was nasty. Oh, that was nice. But it was goodness. beautiful at the same time. Hey, yeah, they I'm from Ohio. They I'm deserve it. We from Ohio. I was Ohio. born a broke guy, but I was never. Yeah, that's right. I think I keep forgetting this shit guy. All we got to do is take care of business next week, man. And we definitely looking at that uh, that play. Notre Dame, we coming for you. Y'all better be ready. We hungry. We out here like savages. We coming. We what was coming. the old um, what was Y'all the, better pray. What, what was the yeah, um, when, the, the, tag the old one. Uh, something versus convicts or something? What Catholics versus convicts. Catholics versus convicts. They made a um thirty for thirty on it. We got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Going down next week, man. So get, Notre Dame better be ready. Yes, uh, a little bit. Y'all better, y'all better call Doug Flutie. Uh, <laughs> get them Flutie flakes. Get them Flutie flakes going. But anyway, man, we want to switch directions a little bit. Um, first, uh, before we jump into the, I guess, main, we want to uh, kind of shout out or send our condolences and prayers to those dealing with the tragic events over the last week and a half, I believe, man. You had New York with this uh, crazy terrorist attack. Then you have the situation in Texas with the guy. Also a terrorist attack. Also a terrorist also, attack. Also a terrorist attack. And then, you know, you take it back uh, a few weeks prior to Vegas, man. And it's just like, uh, you know, also a terrorist, a terrorist attack. Terrorist attack. Um, and it's crazy how these things end up labeled one way or another based on the per- person or persons uh, perpetrate- perpetrating. So, um, you know, I want to get you guys to take on that, you know, as well. But definitely, like you said, loss of life, always tragic. Those families, those friends who lost uh, who, who lost loved ones, we definitely send our hearts and prayers out uh, out to those. But yeah, how do you guys uh, how you guys feel about that? Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's ridiculous that as soon as it's a minority, it's a terrorist attack, a non-minority, and it's like oh, you know, this poor unfortunate person, what could we have done? You know, mental. They have a mental issue. Mental right. health is bad. Right. That, oh, they're. They grew up in a single parent home. Yes. They didn't get the attention that they needed. You know, oh my gosh, what if they would have got more hugs? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And but as soon as it's a not as soon as it's a minority, it's a terrorist attack. If they and have any melanin in their skin, they are considered a terrorist with it. Terrorist or extremist or I mean just something, man. It's, it's like come on, man. You know, radical. Like, 
we're just trying to make America great again. And the, the way we make it great is we definitely got to hand out these labels to gotta, everybody that's not, you know, man, it's crazy. A it's true crazy. American. You know, you you get so quick to hand out these labels for the non-Americans, quote unquote. Meanwhile, we, we have this uh, paradise paper situation coming through. And those with the money at the top of the food chain sitting here raping the nation for who who knows how long as far as the tax evasions and everything like but that goes completely you know what i'm saying unnoticed or it's just used that as, as a simple distraction so it's just it's crazy the 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 large disparity or the the vast difference on how these things get categorized when they do happen i mean you you said it right the our nation was built the laws were built around at that point in time, what was going to make our quote unquote nation great is the business owners. Those people who come in and set up shop. But at the time, if you look at history and look at how that's transpired over time, that quote unquote power has never left that that um, that that group of people. It was never a transition. So there was a that group, there was never a group of people that what's next in line is just that like I said that old money that old power it was passed down generation generation everybody's just got the strap from that well be so the, the the laws are made for business owners if you mm-hmm. really look at it and tear it apart if you own a business they're made for you and that's the way the system works because if you own the business that was the way for you to get ahead everybody's just have to suffer right but ahead. but but before that <laughs> look who was the original terrorist, right? Because obviously this land was all owned by somebody and you came in and by mass execution, mass infection by disease and whatever, you took this land. So who was the original terrorist? You feel me? And, 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 and that, yeah. that's, not, that, that's not only here though. <laughs> I'm about to say, while we were talking about it, Mary, they did that all over the world. <laughs> Right. And so and then when you look at the what I think is interesting about a lot of this stuff when it comes to like the racism that's present throughout this country or whatever it is the classism. And I think the classism is really where it stems from. And I say that because you have, in my opinion, and what looks to be proved by these Paradise Papers, there's an upper level elite and they're kind of controlling and pulling a lot of the strings when it comes to the things that get or the things that happen in America or in in the world, basically, you have, it's almost like an Illuminati type of situation, right? And so while they're up there pulling the strings and everything, I felt like that that racism element was created to keep us below them, people all dealing with white, black, Hispanic, whoever, while they continue to control the rest of the world and I, when i when i saw the paradise papers and i'm looking at everything that's happening it's just like wow it's like it it it, it kind of comes full circle for me in that sense 100% i mean they they are definitely up there playing puppet master and understanding and knowing to feed you know the masses uh enough to get us riled up about things that at the end of the day we're not um taking true control over and to sweep the things under the rug that we really should be watching out for and being more aggressive about, uh, you know, bringing power back to the people at the end of the day. But there, there is without a doubt an elite, you know, few who sit up there and watch and, and don't, and, and with 45 in office, 
it has become to where they care less about masking how um you know how crazy and racist you know some of the things that they are doing are coming across like they could really care less now that that it that there's even a, a ruckus raised about it they'll just go ahead and switch switch say something else just like um he came out talking so aggressively about the mental health issue of you know the um, the terrorist who went ahead and did these shootings in Dallas that mm-hmm. that was the main focus of what he was talking about and it's no um no less you know a slap in the face than you know the talks of the opium um epidemic that's going on right now and it's one of those things that's continuously a slap in the face and a real um ripping off of the band-aid of you know hey we we are really going all out now to uh you know really let you see and feel the fact that we are at the end of the day only concerned about ourselves and really do feel that there's a separation even though we won't directly say that we think we're superior we at the end of the day do they yeah, don't need to hide anymore they they, they they have a backing to support them no matter what they do and no matter what's found out no matter what um made public so there, there's no consequence no fear of consequence but at the end of the day i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want to do and when you can have these alt-right members being caught on videotape beating people up and then have the person who gets beat up be the one who gets charges brought against them. Charges. And that oh, yeah. they... Y'all, y'all even heard about, like, two weeks ago, they were back there in Charlottesville again and no media coverage. Was yeah, they, they, they just didn't have media there. coverage, but they still they still were there. Like, that's the compromise. It's not that they're going to figure out a way to stop them um, from spreading this hate message, but instead it's just like, okay, we just won't give it the national coverage that we gave it before, but go well, ahead Black Lives and... Black have been labeled by the FBI as extremists. Extremely organization now. Okay. It's it's uh, extremely eye opening. Extremely eye opening. Yeah. It's extremely sad, man. It's extremely frustrating, especially when you talk about not only the identification of you know Black Lives Matter and in that right or that regard, and the extremist groups that are still protesting, which I guess is their right, but even still, what they're protesting for in Charlottesville. And you talk about this opioid thing, man. Like I can't. I can't take that junk seriously. And not that it's not a serious matter. I mean, drugs and what they do to people, communities, society in general, those, it's bad. And it definitely deserves its attention. But it's like, what was the national crisis when you start dropping heroin and crack cocaine in the ghettos of New York? A complete generation of men, of families was decimated by that epidemic. It wasn't a national crisis. It was called to throw people in jail. Well, they, yeah, they created the war on drugs, which only made it worse in the sense of now, instead of looking to help people who were dealing with the issue, they look to punish people who were dealing with the issue. And that's the biggest difference. At the same time, that's, and that's the same my time problem. Privatization of jails started. So that yes. whole is one big cycle. Yes. So instead of looking to help some people get off something that is sickening to their bodies and their community, you're looking to punish them. Versus, and, and now all of a sudden, because it's affecting middle America or white America or wherever, oh, we have to get them, you know, the help and they need this therapy and they need. But it's going to be on a level where it still systematically is geared to help, uh, you know, white citizens and geared to still, you know, punish 
uh, minorities because I guarantee it's just like with crack where the punishment for crack is far more severe than the punishment for cocaine even though cocaine is needed to make that crack that it's it's just a, a huge disparity in the and you know in the in the way the punishments are dealt out that's cool man i'm gonna leave that there man that was my vent for the podcast man i want to move on to something a little bit more positive yes sir uh, we're gonna transition this thing man i want to talk about the process the process and not you know trusting the process and i mean it's gonna be more of a testimonial man because as you guys already know i recently attained that pmp certification finally got that congrats congrats congratulations congratulations definitely appreciate that man because that last nine months was uh it was a journey it was a struggle and the reason i want to talk about it so much because i think there's a lot there that can be passed on to to the people who are out actually trying to attain goals and are in the process themselves now and are probably at a point where I used to be of like, oh, is this really for me? Should I quit? Should I look to go elsewhere? Should I continue to fight on? And so, man, I, I just want to start from the beginning, man, when it was that catalyst, that catalytic moment, um, you know, where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I have to change directions in my life. And, you know, I decided that, okay, this PMP thing is probably going to work for me. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna jump in it. So it's like when you start the process, you're like super excited because it's something new. You're ready to go. I think I probably got about three weeks into this thing, and I was like, "Whoa! I've just finished graduating, uh, uh, getting my master's degree. So I've been out of school for about a year now, and I'm jumping into this, and then just getting into like studying and being able to stay awake long enough to read two page more than two pages of information was a struggle, right?" And so I'm going through that. And then uh, you you couple in the responsibilities that you have with your family, your work, because this is something that I was trying to do outside of work or whatever. So, and then with my lady being in dental school, I carry a lot of weight when it comes to things in the household. So, you know, the first, I would say like five to six months of this thing, it was really inconsistent. You know, I would study when I had time, but then there's all of these like distractions. There's the, a point where I got to where I was, it was like self doubt, where I'm like, okay, is this really something I want to do? It was difficult. I wasn't able to vote on that I to because there were so many different things that I felt I felt needed my time. And so when I go to apply my time to this, it was so difficult. It was hard. And then maybe I'll go two weeks without looking at the book. So I got to go read it all over again. So I'm at that point of the process where it's like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And then you get to get beyond that. And then it's more, I guess, uh, more hurdles um, in the fact that, you know, my lady really wants me to do it and she's really pushing me to do it. But I don't know that she's in a position herself to facilitate a lot of that stuff because like I said she's in dental school and that requires a lot of her time and we have a daughter that needs to take care of the house has to be taken care of and the way she studies and the way I study given that I work or whatever full time it wasn't allowing me to uh, I guess be as productive as she could be where she'll stay up till 3 4 o'clock in the morning whereas I need to be asleep by like 12 or 1 so I can get up by 6 to make sure Nia gets to the bus to make sure I can get to work and not fall asleep at work and then or not fall asleep getting to work but also not fall asleep while I'm at work like driving cars and doing appraisals can't have that so that commitment and then the frustration that you feel when you're not getting everything you feel like you should be from the outside world 
um, to kind of help you be successful. So I struggled with that for a little while. And then it finally got to maybe uh, month six or seven where I just said, forget it. I'm just going to take all of the responsibility, all of the accountability. I'm not going to look for anybody else to kind of help me through this process so much. Like if I got to make certain things happen and I got to sacrifice certain things, they just have to get sacrificed. And at that point was when I finally went ahead and actually scheduled the test. Um, because obviously having that tangible date, you know, you can't really BS yourself and, you know, oh, I'll get to it this, I'll get to it that. No, that, that, that test is coming. So you have to spend that amount of time. You have to look at the books and make sure you're learning your information. And it almost seemed like, it, actually it was. When I made that decision, I was able to forego all of the distractions. I was spending at least six hours a week just in the book and able to take care of everything else I needed to take care of to a certain degree. Some things fell by the wayside, but then I, I was able to, you know, get my 100 to 150 questions in. You know, I was able to learn the information and ultimately do very, very well on the test outside of one section that I kind of bombed. But overall, I did very, very well on the test. And looking back at all of that adversity, all of those challenges, um, I just felt like, you know, I had made it. And it was so fulfilling at the end of the test. And I was just so thankful for everything, the, the tough love, the encouraging words from a lady, uh, all of the resources, even um, Chris Daniel, who I had a couple com well, a conversation with to kind of, you know, make sure I was aligned or how I want to go about this studying situation. And then when I finally got through the test and everything and I see the congratulations on the screen, it's just like a moment where you, it almost like all flashed. Oh, before my eyes and you see those like those semi long nights you know relatively speaking or those long days where it's like I spent all of this time doing this and this and this and all of this frustration and anger building up and at times that I wanted to quit and it all culminates to me finally getting to the test so I mean there's a lot in there but it all ends up you know with that success story at the end and just pushing through and then taking the, the personal accountability and figuring out the schedule and ways that you can make the things you want to have happen happen so, so i think that we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we depending on what we define as success so if i can use your example so in your case if you would not have passed your test, would you have then said that you were unsuccessful? Uh, yeah. Right, because you had invested a lot of time, you invested money. However, <laughs> there, was, there were so many things that you learned, not just about project management, but about yourself during that period. That's fair. And if you would have taken the time to embrace you took the time to embrace that learning process um, along the way. And that's when things became easier. Like you set the date and said, okay, this is the date. Now I know what I need to do. And I think once you set that date, you took the pressure of the what if off of you. And it was just became something that I'm going to do and I'm going to enjoy it as I do it. Because no matter what happened, even if you had failed, there's still so much that you learned, not just about project management, but about yourself that now you conduct yourself a little bit differently. So I don't think 
it goes without saying, and I, the other fellows can attest that there's a little something different about you even before you took the test and knew that you passed, right? The way that you conduct yourself, the way that you organize things. There's probably things that you do different around your house. There's probably different ways that you interact with Chris. Um, you know, so those are things that you have to take inventory of and realize that you had small wins along the way. And that's why I always try to tell people, don't make your success based on the end result. Make your success on the small things that you hit along the way that you learn that you will never forget. Because even in a failure, there's so many things that you learn that will benefit you so that the next time something similar comes along, um, you'll be successful. But I wanna go back to you doing this project uh, management professional if you go and you analyze yourself and you analyze the common denominator that you've had and everything that you've achieved throughout uh, you know, your career, your time as an adult, you'll come to find out that there are things that probably fall in the line of project management. Uh, whether, and, and really you know, looking at why did you even do it? And it was because you knew that within, hey, I like being given a task for a project and having to execute right. and having to find the ways and create the how we're going to do this. And that's driven by your need to be a provider. Right. And because you know that you're a provider, well, what's the best way to provide for people? Oh, let me give people a project that they can do. I'll manage the project. They'll benefit from the project and we move forward. So it was because you took the time to analyze who you were and that kept being the driving force behind you becoming this project management professional because it's in line with who you are and no matter what was going on, yeah, you had the support of your lady, you had these other things, but in the end of the day, you were still gonna end up in get, getting the certification anyway because it was something that you wanted, that right. you found on your own. Nobody said, hey, Brent, you should do this. It was something that you felt in your spirit, in your being, that this is something you should do. So it attracted to you. Like it, it was like that magnetism right. that pulled you towards it. And you were just like, man, this seems like something that, 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 I, that I would like, that I can do. And now as you move forward, it, it, you didn't have to, yeah, you had to make some sacrifices. You had to work, but it wasn't like working for something that wasn't a part of you. And that's what you want to do that much more gratifying because when i look at the the frustrating nights the frustrating times i can tell you like i took so many practice tests between the the night before i took the test and probably like a month uh like in a, in a month's time frame and every time i'm taking the practice test or like the little 50 question quizzes and i'm not doing what i wanted to do on the quiz so it's like i'm not answering all of the questions the way that i want to answer them. i'm not getting the grade that i want to get and like it, it, it was so frustrating. But even in those, like you said, there's little wins in all of that stuff. So I'm not getting the grade, but I'm getting more acclimated to the information. And I think that was something that I overlooked a lot in the moment. But after I took that test and I saw what areas that I did so well on, and it's because those are the areas that I spent the most time on going over more and more questions, understanding all of the different processes and groups and the different 
um, tools and techniques and all of the other jargon that it goes with the, the PMP certification. But I think that's very important as you're going along that journey, like looking for those little wins or having somebody that can probably identify them for you because it's really hard to identify it yourself because you're putting so much pressure on yourself to get to that end goal. Go ahead, guys. It's easy to do that, like the case said, because you made the decision of what you wanted to do. It wasn't somebody telling you, oh, your girl telling you, oh, I think you should do this. And when you hit, when you hit that six-month wall, that would have been as much easy as it would have been to say, nah, forget it. I, I'm done with it. I don't, I don't want to push on it. It's not worth me investing the time and pushing forward for these last three months and then setting the date for it. Also, that, that, that mentality of that, just the perseverance itself, if something is missing in a lot of people's life today because they've never had the struggle through things. And when they do, it's easy. They're enabled to give up. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Something else is going to come along. Or oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. They'll be able No. Make a decision and see it through. And, and that, that's, what, that's a process that a lot of people, a lot of youth are missing now with the... Uh, I don't say... It's not, I can't even say mentality, but just the, the process of enabling that's going on nowadays. I think it's 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 <clears throat> not just enabling. It's the short attention span. It's the um, you know lack of follow through. The lack of that. Well, the need for instant gratification because you have a phone and a device that you can get so much from so quickly and so instantly. The um, thought and understanding that some things, especially valuable things, take time and effort to create is is getting lost. Uh, another point, though, was that it's not always about the destination. A lot of the times it's about the journey. Um, too many people get lost in, uh, as an analogy, you know, going to the dance, whereas they don't um, enjoy the ride through the city and, and you know, uh, the scenic route that they took to get to the dance and all the beautiful things that they saw and the people they could have helped or anything else like that. And it's the same situation that, that Brett's going through, the fact that that journey to get to accomplishing that certification, there were so many other valuable pieces and, and processes and things that he learned and ways that he's been able to not just impact creating that certification for his career, but more importantly impacted, you know, how he dealt with his family and, and, and how he's going to move, period, as a person going forward and how much you can learn and the things that you can do on that, that journey to whatever goal you're looking to attain, there's a lot of value that's in there. Many people uh, uh, lose that. That was your path. That was meant for you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant for anybody else to travel the same path to go through those same circumstances that you went through. I'm gonna blow his mind right now because <laughs> the journey the journey started even before he decided to do this. And I, if, if you guys remember, remember he read the book, The Alchemist, right? So he read that book that book is all about the journey. Yeah, um, yeah. then, then, then he read, then he read the motivation manifesto, which also talks about, you know, the things along the way that you're doing. The breadcrumbs. He probably didn't even think about these things as man. That's that this little was, seed. Yep. This was prepping me for what I was about to do. And I feel a lot of us that happens to, we don't see the signs and we don't act on the signs and we don't know why certain things happen, but it's all because your journey has already begun. You just don't realize it. You think that once you get the idea in your head, 
then that's when the journey starts. <laughs> but but there is a preparation, right? Before you take a trip, you pack, right? Exactly. And, and that was it. The process. You 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 were packing for the journey and getting ready, and you know the seed is planted, and then that seed has to grow. Um, and, and again, that journey is so imperative uh, that 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 we we just take time to to really understand what it is happening because when you once you're on a journey, you are experiencing growth daily, or you know by some type of increment of time mm. that you are that you are experiencing growth, and you, you just don't take notice of it until somebody else may shine it on you or Unfortunately, in the case of some, it's when you reach to that end, to that end result that you realize, oh man. And then by that time, look, you don't really have time to sit back there and look at all that stuff. It's time to move to the next day. No, you gotta actually, you have to take that time, man. I mean, it, it, I, I did it. I mean, I had to take those two days and really reflect because you build up. And that's another thing I noticed throughout the process. You build up momentum the whole time. And I don't want to lose that. And that was one of the biggest takeaways I got from the journey itself is that I feel like I got myself back to a place that I probably hadn't been to in a really long time. And I don't want to lose that. So, you know, the amount of time that I was spending, you know, reading this book and taking these questions and everything, I still want to have that same uh, enthusiasm and fervor going into other projects or other things whether it be just stuff from myself or the family or whatever so like you know continuing to read for leisure instead of having to read for educational purposes and then just taking everything that I've learned and then applying it um, that's the biggest thing for me I'm pretty much done with school at this point um, I can't I can't do it anymore but that's not true uh, you're always going to be learning I'm gonna say life that is was a what lesson I was about to say. life uh, is a long lesson Formal. I'm talking. Yeah, about I, yeah. I am. I myself am not a um, advocate of. Well, I, I'm not looking to extend my, you know, institutionalized <laughs> education platforms. Right. However, I am very ex- ex- accepting and understanding that my life is a long lesson, and I enjoy learning, experiencing, and seeing new things daily. And that's what I'm most excited about getting to. Is getting to those experiences and those daily learnings and applying all of that stuff and growing that way. Yeah, I mean, you're saying that you're most excited about getting to, but you're there. It's not about getting to. <laughs> you're, you're, you're already there. You've arrived, my brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. And, and, and think about the, the intangible things that your family and friends saw you push through. Your daughter saw you and understands that daddy was up studying. Daddy put more time into this than I've ever before. Daddy can't play with me now, but she understands, like, we mm-hmm. got celebrate what that may lead to. Mm-hmm. She's gonna remember that later on in life and see that you took the time. Those are intangible things that, like you said, it's a delayed gratification. Later on down the line, she might not be able to articulate it now. Mm-hmm. Later on down the line, I guarantee you, between her, between Chris, between everybody else in your family, between the the other events that you gave up going to during this process. People like homecoming. Homecoming or <laughs> homecoming or birthday parties or family reunions that you, yeah. you need to put that time in, man. It's the payoff at the end and people gonna say, they may talk about you then, but later on they're gonna say, we knew you could do it. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna have you talk everything. But those distractions are there to pull you away to see what you really got. And you made it through, man, we proud of you. 
I appreciate that, fellas. Couldn't have done it without y'all. Moving right along. Sir Fresco. Yes. What you got for us this week, man, for the Fresh Jam? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, Is it funny? It, it, it's extremely funny. Uh, you know, when I'm choosing my Fresh Jams, you know, I try to let the inspiration of sometimes a moment, the week, whatever's happened, be what is uh, pushes whatever song, you know, is um, manifested through my thought process. Today, though, it, with BJ reminding me of um, currently really the strength of my social media for Barry B. Fresh on Facebook, we are at over 2,000 followers. Uh, you know, he, he, he made a powerful statement. He said, you got to give the people what they want. And, you know, it's the truth. I've been slacking on the mixes. I haven't been um, focused in, in really <laughs> making sure that I'm, I'm pushing those mixes. And so I a, wanted to make sure I, I myself, just like you were talking about your process now, I need to get back into my process and respect the journey. I'm getting back into, you know, creating those grooves. But just like BJ said, you know, you got to give the people what they want. So I'm going to take it back and all to the throwback with none other than the OJs yeah, yeah. got to give the people what they want. Little funky old school classic. Let y'all know I'm uh, very diverse. That's that yeah, that funky slap. Right Thank you. This is Brains Max. Many memories. Well, I have been all over the world, and everybody feels the same. It's a unanimous decision. I said we're ready for change. Stone Cold Blue. Stone Cold Blue. Definitely. Chris gonna push it. So, so, so many memories come back for things like that. Bro. Yeah, man. That's that's grandma's music all day long, man. I remember that good stuff. Saturday morning, cleaning up the house before you can get outside and everything, man. That's exactly. that's exactly. When you first learned to get that two step on. Yep. Yes, sir. Easy. Coach K, man, you want to take us home? Parties back home, baby. Ah. What kind of parties? The basement parties. Oh, yeah. Walls sweating. Yes, sir. Trips down memory lane. Yo, man. It's so many memories. You got to talk about that one day. Them basement parties up north. What? What? They used to be that thing. So better than my parties down there? Yeah, it's yo that that basement used to be very dark, hot, and walls <laughs> sweat. I would I would say the only thing that compares is a campus apartment party. Ah, good call, yeah. good call, I, I, you know, good call. Yeah. It's that same type yeah. of vibe, where especially just... when you take, especially when you take three floors and you got a DJ on each floor. Yeah, we was doing y'all remember that. Oh yeah, we had all the. Nah, man, we couldn't pull them off like that, man. That you was had, on multiple occasions too. 
in we used one to get room and a DJ, a DJ on every floor. Every floor, a different DJ on each floor of the apartment area. And How long did this last? Because you know we was that was our whole career. Like Jesus. No, no I mean not, not how long did it last. Like how long did the party last? Because oh, know, no, five no in the morning, like until we no pressure. The, yeah, none. Three DJs, no pressure. No three DJs. No time. Everybody was there. And it was like, a, like on campus. Back it was like a, used to have. It was like a club. It was like yeah. you know you had a hip hop floor, you had a reggae floor, and you had a you know whatever R and B and everything else. else. Yeah. Mm. It was trying to have all the fun. We had like a good hour and a half before it was like doo, 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 doo. too loud, man. Mm. Cut it off. Really? What? Well, see, what you don't and realize is that is that you had people that used to work for public safety. We had every so we knew we, party. we knew we knew all the officers and everything. So they would come by. Oh, it's you guys. All right, just, all right. Just try to keep it down a little yep. bit. Don't make it too wild. And then you try to pack everybody in the room so people ain't standing outside. Nah, we had to do attention. none of that. We used to have it all up and down the stairs and street doors. All the those doors never closed. The the doors to those apartments. If you were one of the the apartments with a party, your door was wide open. Yep. You better have locked all of your um, valuables <laughs> in your room uh, away from everybody else. That was like the little VIP sections. So if you knew the boom, you would be able to go into a little back VIP section. Other than that, though, it was just walls sweating, getting it cracked. I wish I was there. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, I don't even party like that for the Georgia. I was about to say the same thing, BJ. I was like, what you mean? You talking about the basement parties and how live and going on? And it's like, yeah, BJ. Oh, man. Please no, believe no. Weezy was turned. Don't get it twisted. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the modest. Rapping, rapping the natty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. BJ used to come by with his little fishing line. Yep. That boy used to cast out. Don't get it twisted. Got one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hit that Homer Simpson and disappear back into the bushes. Yep. <laughs> he showed back up at the end of the party like, hey, y'all need help cleaning up? Like he was there the whole time. Uh, <laughs> that's hey, how you do it right there. Hey, I always get back before the party ends. Nobody looking for you. <laughs> Y'all realize that gym, he just dropped all y'all right there. We, we, we gonna leave that he just there, dropped man. the gym on y'all. Hopefully they pick it up, man. Coach K, man, what you got for the people? <laughs> um, man, look, in talking about the process, um, I really think that we need to drive that home. And for some of you, you're on the wrong process because you're pretending to be somebody that you're not. And you're on this process thinking you're gonna get a result. And you might get a result, but it's not going to be overwhelmingly satisfying for you because it's not aligned with who you are. So the first part of your process is always discovering who you are first before you set out on the journey. If you don't know who you are and you go out on the journey, well, you might just end up lost somewhere. And by the time you realize that you've lost who you are, it's too late. And I know I keep bringing back the same thing, but you have to start somewhere and that first part of the process is not it's not the why it's not the end result it's who are you before you embark on your journey and i guarantee you if you figure out who you are you will much more enjoy the enjoy the process and your reward will not so much be what that end result is that end result will just be a byproduct of the journey and it'll just be the icing on the cake hence the hence the saying 
um, all together, the icing on the cake. So spend that time figuring out who you are. Um, listen to folks like, you know, myself that might be able to direct you uh, <laughs> towards who you are and kind of show you uh, uh, how to break down that person in the mirror. Once you figure out that common denominator of your life, things get so much easier. Um, and that process becomes that much more enjoyable. There it is. That K knowledge. That's what we're going to start calling that. That K knowledge. I like that. That's a K knowledge counter. Easy, easy. Hey, before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody you can get this podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us the five stars. Leave us your comments, especially on the Facebook video below or on the YouTube video below. Let us know what you think. If you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us at 13th floor at fledgeology.com. But that's Real it. Quick. Oh. Real quick, I, I hope, I know this is a week after, um, but I hope everybody went out that had um, all the local elections on Tuesday and exercised your right. Oh, you already because you said it last week. You got all these, these um, city council seats. You got all these um, judges seats up for election right now. If you haven't done, if you didn't do your research and go out and cast a vote the best way you can to support um, the initiative that you back, you don't have the right to complain about nothing anymore. So if you didn't do that, same on you, but you need to get out there, exercise, educate yourself and exercise the right. January 16th is the next one in most cities. So, hey, we're going to keep talking about this and keep pushing it. Hey. You said that's, that's for Florida? January 16th? No, everybody. Uh, everyone? Yeah, oh, okay. primary, 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 now. Okay, but um, they say uh, don't complain about forty-five if you're not gonna take that drive to the polls and go ahead and make that vote. There you go. For Jay, uh, that's where Jay is right now. He's he's driving. People ah, exactly. He's, he's probably <laughs> you know he had to go back up to Wisconsin to go ahead and uh you know do it in his home state. Alderman Dace. It would not be the thirteenth floor without a reference to Jay Dace not being present. Jay we, Jay, we miss you, man. Hope you have a phenomenal evening. Catching up on that sleep, bro. Mm. But anyway, we out of here, man. <laughs> there it is. You're on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Yes, sir. New mix is on the way. All day, baby. Now is your time. Let's go, Kings, baby. We're going to beat Notre Dame this week. I'm hyped. Yo. Hey.